What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 213. On this episode, I'm joined by Bradster X and Coop. On this episode, we talk about the Patreon, the merch shop, Pittsburgh, music talk, music influences, politics, conspiracies, more music talk, a bunch of other shit in between. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. What up? Uh, first things first, I got to give a shout out to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. You go there and give a dollar or more a month. You will get early access to the podcast episodes. If you give enough, you'll be shouted out like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Pow Wow, and Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear. Um, they are definitely much appreciated. Also, we have a merch shop at a shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. I also have another one at shop.spreadshirt.com slash eight of the Mo. If you're curious about those and you can buy some cool fucking merch. Um, also, we really need money because we have this huge plumbing issue that just happened. I don't know if I'll get into it here. We'll see maybe the next episode. But man, my life's going to suck. Um, so anyway, this week, uh, the plan is I'm going to call longtime internet friend Brad Sturex. I believe he is joined by his uh, duo mate, Coop, and uh, his first time he'll be on here. So I guess I need to get a picture and all that. But uh, yeah, they're going to give us a call. Let us know about their music. They make all kinds of shit. And uh, we'll see what else we talk about. They're in Pennsylvania. That's a big deal politically these days. So anyway, let's uh, let's check them out. What's going on, man? Uh, not shit. I have all kinds of shit happen. I'm barely mentioning my intro here where I have all these plumbing problems. Basically the fucking pops that bring the water into your house. There's a leak in there, but it's underneath all this fucking concrete. So after skinny gets off work, he's going to come over and we're going to start breaking up fucking concrete, I guess. Oh, nice, man. We just had to go through that ourselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a plumber stopped by and he was like, yeah, it's gonna be a big fucking deal, man. And I was like, okay, well, like we have There's to a do bunch it. of money that I don't have right now. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> w- what are your options? Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's how my last 24 hours have went, which honestly puts everything else into perspective. It makes all the other shit seem so fucking trivial and being like, I don't care that no one listens to my music this week. Who cares? <laughs> I got bigger shit going on. Like <laughs> right. Like last week, I was like, no, I want more listens. Now I'm like, I'm, who cares? Okay, my house is falling apart. Uh, so what's y'all's? Uh, I guess you know, Brad, you came on this shit like over a hundred episodes ago or some shit, and then uh, Coop, you're you're his fucking duo mate. So are you also in Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I just moved on the outskirts. I just bought a new house myself, dude. So I know exactly where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then also, fucking, what was that? Two weeks ago, we had uh, my dead friends on. Dave, he's also from Pittsburgh, and uh, I've been surprised how I never knew Pittsburgh had its own like accent, or I wouldn't even call it country because it's not country because it's not like southern. But y'all definitely have y'all's own fucking accent. I don't know. It's yeah, Pittsburghese, man. <laughs> Everybody else says y'all. We say yens. Yeah, and there's uh, soda, and we call it pop. You know, rubber bands, and we call them gum bands. 
Yeah, I've never heard of that shit. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, the type I call so you know in the soda pop debate, I say Coke. I just call all of it Coke. I'm like, you want a Coke? And if they say, yeah, I go, what kind of Coke? Do you want a Dr. Pepper, a Coke or a Pepsi? You know, like that's for whatever reason, the way where I'm at, I say it. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, like my, my best friend in college, his family's from Michigan. They all say pop and I understand it, but it does sound weird. Like it comes off odd. So I guess I'm used to people saying soda. Um, I don't know. Soda seems just like soda's the odd word to me. Like, do you want a soda? Would you like a soda? It just it comes <laughs> off weird to me. But pop is like, yeah, I'll grab a pop right now and head to the store. Yeah, I need, to, I need to head downtown to go down there to the, you know, down there to the strip, you know, so I can go down there. I got to ride the incline, go up down there to Mount Washington and look over the three rivers and look at the city, you know, that kind of accent. Yeah, I, I uh, worked at a call center for a moment and I talked to some dude from the South that they say Crick instead of Creek. And I had to get his address yeah, and like Creek was in his address and he kept saying Creek. And I'm like, man, this is not in our system. This is not. What are you talking about? The Pittsburgh accent I've noticed is really lazy. It's like, eh, everything's yeah. eh. And and yeah, you got to get down there and add everybody in. You know, I it's a imagine. real lazy way of saying things. Just imagine what it sounds on the podcast. <laughs> That's what it is. Down yeah. There. Yeah. Downtime, get my patch. The people are going to love it. Uh, they'll be like, oh, let's re- re- rerun that back. Let's listen to those noises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sample that shit. So for yeah, that people that don't know, you know, um, all of us, we make music and y'all have been on a couple of songs uh, on Internet Friends of mine in the past. And uh, my internet friends uh, series, I guess, is what it is these days. Um, but what have y'all been working on lately? I know y'all just dropped something. Yeah, dude, uh, just dropped new horror album, The Awakening. Um, yeah, it's on all streaming services and everything. And it, you know, got a lineup of a ton of good horror core music. You know, uh, we'd like to reach out to different concepts and everything. And um, you know, like the first half of the album is kind of like a you know, a break off of our previous album, Presumed Dead. And then the second half of the album's kind of like a description of walking through death. And uh, like, there's like a song about Satan on it. Like in, if you were a Satan worshiper, like in that view of things or, and then there's a song about Jesus at the end. And it's, 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 you'll need some Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very interesting album. You know, it's a fun way to spend 32 minutes. Uh, Walk my, through the city of the dead. <laughs> my release radar actually recommended the Jesus song. That was the one that came up week one. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, this cannot be what the yeah, album's trying to like. Go with this, and then trying to go with the surprise ending. Right. And so I just thought it was funny just because that's for whatever reason, I guess. I don't know if y'all submitted that as your like Spotify. Check this one out or if it just did it. But uh, that's odd that that's the one that they picked. Yeah. Out of all the songs. <laughs> Yeah, it must have been the producer or something that had to do with it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and yeah. then before that, I don't remember how long, but a couple months ago, y'all had like what an eighty synth wave pop rap. We also have series of them where we we go. Uh, it's an eclectic. It's like our our series album where we go to the synth wave pop era, the kind of eighties with like uh, newer undertones to it. Like it's not. A, all a complete throwback we're trying to do our own thing to like if the 80s was now um 
but with our own type of concepts. The the first album, Eclectic, was just kind of inspired by Hall Notes and like all their random. Yeah, it was just like a lot of the a lot of it was kind of developed just sitting around and just throwing words whenever we're hearing beats going on, and it was just like we were just having fun with it. And then next thing you know, it developed into something when we had like six songs written down, not mixed. And we're like, well, we might as well do something with them. Yeah, and that's we, how Eclectic Love Story started, was just a few love songs that we made out of fun. And then... Yeah, it's kind of whatever comes over a series of a year, you know. But it's like a story of like meeting a girl at the beginning, being happy, and then like throughout the breakup. And then at the end, you know, you, you can hear the ending yourself. It's normal Bradster X and Coop shit. Right. But yeah, it's kind of like the complete opposite of what we go for in October, you know, around Halloween time. Yeah. What I thought interesting is, you know, because I think it's impossible to not be a musical artist person and then not, you know, think of your own methods versus other people's. And like, it would be so hard for me to do a concept album that has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a character or it's like this scenario, but I've also never really tried because like every time I write something, I'm like, well, how do I feel about this? Or what do you know? Like I'm very much like trying to spit the real shit or whatever, I guess. Um, But I do think it's really cool. Y'all can put yourselves in like uh, I'm the headless horseman in this song or whatever. Like I think that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Coop's really good with like diving into characters. Like my name is Barry on the new one. Like, yeah dude it's just freaking you know being surrounded with media and television and everything just things you know just just i get in these crazy moods after i watch a movie or something and then it's just in the back of my head next thing you know when i'm writing it's just coming out on the computer and then i'm like yeah we we've been writing since we were in high school and then both stopped at the same time kind of went through the same thing and then I started writing again whenever I got clean from drugs and everything. And I was like, dude, I need a hook. And he's like, he came over that day. I was still, I was back at my mom's house after a bunch of bullshit. He came over that day and wrote, we've been like doing it ever since. It's been like three years now, but only really like maybe a two years of actually going in and trying. And, Right. You know, the first year was just kind of experimenting and seeing what the fuck we're doing. And we're still experimenting. Everything. We're, we got like four or five different projects in mind right now. Yeah. What I'm looking forward to, though, is uh, I heard you have something new coming up. Uh, yeah. So oh, what was it, like a month ago, maybe I put out this call to. Uh, and I got a shout out to this other producer engineer named Omniscient Art. He's also a rapper. Uh, he's called on the podcast for y'all should go follow him on fucking Twitter and shit. But uh, I've always thought of like sending packs out to artists, but I always see people talk about it as in like sending out packs to like major artists, you know, They're like I'm sending this pack out to fucking Lil Taint Scratcher or whatever. I don't know. Fucking those new cool rappers. And I don't know who how to email any of those people. Um, but Omnis and Art hit me up. He was like, yeah, man, I kind of do that, but I do it for like local guys because he's in Nashville. And then. I don't know anyone locally like that, uh, but he what I did for y'all so far is kind of what he was like. I would try this. Um, so I asked uh, some rappers, hey, if y'all would want me to make like uh, an, basically an instrumental EP made for a rapper or for in y'all's case, a rap duo. And um, then have y'all try to use that instrumental EP and convert it into an EP, you know, with y'all fucking rapping on it and shit. Um, 
And so y'all were the first one I, I finished of my little pack that I kind of felt like all vibed together. I guess y'all can let me know how well I did there. Um, but that was the goal. We've I have already started. Awesome. I have like four other. That's what we've been doing the last 24 hours, man, was going through them and just pick, trying to figure things out what we're going to do. So with now it. we got a new project added to the list of projects that we're doing. Right. You know, it's staying busy and constantly writing. I'm constantly mixing or writing, you know. And I need to let y'all know what that font I found was because I really liked it for y'all's Bradster X and Coop. I thought it looked pretty, pretty sharp in the little image. I don't know if you noticed the image, but. Uh, on what? Uh, oh, in the pack, there's a picture. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. The, yeah. uh, like, the the rough cover, I, I took it as, like, a, a rough idea cover. Right, right. Type. And I thought that uh, font for Brad Strax and Coops, I know y'all had, y'all bounced around on y'all's uh, name font. Now, I'm a pretty big believer, you gotta, your artist name just should be a logo that you just repeat constantly, and I think y'all have moved in that direction with y'all's new little thing. Um, but I thought that one I found yeah, was pretty cool. That's yeah. kind of our goal this year. Now it's, it's more branding and it's, it's harder because we're not really one genre. So it's harder to try to brand like horrorcore with synth wave pop and with like the regular hip hop shit we're doing. And then all these features, I mean, have nothing to do with anything. It's just like, mostly that's my real shit is the features. Right. You know, yeah, I've I've come to find that um, my my songs, you know, the songs I make solo as me, are very much you know sad white people music. Um, it's it's sad boy shit, but it's good. Like the pessimist EP too. I was listening to that the other day, doing my bullshit, and uh, I dig it. I added a couple on that. I got I got like three different versions of two different people on my playlist that pop <laughs> up, and I'm like, which version is this? I don't. Even- yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, and then I will say when I do songs on other people's stuff, though, like I'm like, I try to match whatever vibe I think they're going for or whatever I'm feeling. But like my my features or my songs with other people, I think, are quite different uh, than my solo shit. Yeah, me too. Very much so. Like, I don't hold like, myself as accountable in my so in my features, like in my solo stuff. It's very like. I don't know. I have fucking rules built in my head or some shit. Like, you know, whenever uh, you gave me Stoner Jam, I'm like, you know, this is an excuse to rap about weed. I've been wanting to rap about weed for a while, and I just, you know, had a chance to get that out, and I had no reason on my own stuff that's cut, you know, so. Right. It gives me, I like doing features. I'm always open to features. That's why I even sent out that tweet about, like, send me beats, and because I'm always going to producers, so it's like, all right, well, let me see what producers got. And I've been going through the list. I know they probably think I'm just like ignoring it, but it's like I'm going through. I'm taking my time and going through and picking my favorites out. I got little ideas for little projects here and there. And I know we'll see if they come to fruition. But honestly, and that's awesome the way you're, you. I did see that link where you're asking people for their beat store links and all that. Uh, just listening to producers' beats, like on their beat star page or something, honestly means quite a bit. I think. Um, because that helps them in their algorithms of them getting like auto suggested and stuff. So like, you know, I, there's a dude who follows me and I can see what users listen to my songs and he goes and listens to this one song, um, this one Twitter friend like every day. And if I have like 13 plays that day, it's 13 of him on that one beat. So I'm thinking he's thinking about buying it, but like even right. doing that, like it makes it then like the next day I get more plays off of just my the marketplace like from just randomly popping up so like 
it all helps, I guess is what I'm getting the at. Way are now, it's just, it's, it makes it hard to compete, but at the same time, things like that can happen. If, if one person's playing something a lot, then it just goes on to the next song. And then that one ends up getting a little bigger, you know, cause I've noticed that with just my old stuff on YouTube, one song blew up, but then the song after it, that's like linked to it got a little bit less and then it gets less and less as it goes. And it's just funny, like, because I know what happens. They see it on the playlist, or they it ha- it popped up on the algorithm, on, and it just went to the next one, you know? Right. Well, it's like people it's say you should, you know, if you have a YouTube video, which I don't really invest any time in my YouTube presence, but they they would say, like, uh, you play your video and then go play the new Eminem song. You know, play your video right. and then play the... <laughs> and so it's like it somehow tricks it into, like, maybe if someone plays the Eminem song, it'll re- suggest you afterwards. So it's like interesting. Um, yeah, it is kind of a mystery how it works because people know how it works on one end, but you know they have their own like the algorithm has an algorithm, right? You know that they're not telling you about. Well, something I try to take to heart these days, and um, you know I have quite a few Twitter followers. I don't know how. You know, people ask me all the time, "What well, fuck do you get all these Twitter followers?" Yeah. They're probably fucking You're robots. A producer, man. Yeah. I follow producers just because they make fucking beats. They'll see, oh, they don't have many subscribers. They're decent. I'm following them. Right. And like, it doesn't even fucking matter. Like, I won't even, I don't know half the guys I'm subscribed to, but like, he'll show me, Coop will show me a new producer and I'll be like, oh, fuck, I'm already subscribed to him because I just fucking, he makes beats. I subscribe. I think that's what the game's all about is just reaching out, you know? Networking. Networking. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking and, and same people in the same genres, you know, or, or people in the same, field or in within the same rank you know right and, and I, so my best advice people you know if you're trying to find followers just be yourself uh and i think that's the best way to go about it but also i don't listen to anyone's i mean not anyone's advice but like there's so many people i'm sure y'all see it as well like they have all the answers you know they're like the reason this isn't working because x y and z and then but you look at them you're like what well, how much money have you fucking made off that like i just right. don't I don't know how to get a million followers and they got like 3000. Exactly. It's like, Shut the fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I feel like you're just, you're talking a lot, but I don't know if you knew how to do it. It seems like you would already have done it and made all this money. I don't right. even know if like, we talk about it all the time. Like we don't really want to get big and be like these, you know, big rappers. It's just, we like fucking making music. That's why we do all kinds of genres. And yeah. it's kind of like we do what we want. Like and that's, that's what I always said, man. And, you know, you got to be in the music to make the music rather than make the money. You know, hopefully for, money and, will and come hopefully later. Hopefully money will come later. But if you just look at it that way and then when money does come, it's like, you know, a blessing. Yeah. I mean, also I look at it in like a weird pride issue and, you know, I'm sure y'all are the same way. There's probably people y'all went to school with that'll be like, I can't believe they're making music. And I'm sure people I went to school with think the same about me. But at the end of the day, and when I see them like fucking driving a truck all day, no offense, CJ Jones out there, because I know that's his fucking day job, but he makes music. So, but, you know, if, like they're just doing that and coming home and I'm like, well, your life seems boring, too. I couldn't imagine not making music like this is this is like fucking like half of my enjoyment in life. Like, I don't I have to. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I love about music is just seeing it escalate into something better. Every time you go in there. It just gets better and better and better. I don't see how it's no different than like woodworking or something. It's just a hobby where you create something. Right. You know, and instead of like going into my shed or my garage, I go into like what I call my studio, which is just my attic. And 
make shit that I like, you know, and right. And, I don't know. And like you are saying, just I enjoyed the like, holy fuck moment, you know, when you finish something and you're like, did I just make something kind of good? You know, and you just have that yeah. moment of like, oh my God, I can't believe like uh get it though, which I really like off my last EP. Uh, I had those verses and then I kind of just freestyled the hook, which is, isn't a freestyle. It's just the word. It's just the phrase. Get it. I don't get it though, but I say it in some weird ways and then I chopped it up and then I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. And like, just that feeling of like, when you, when you're done with it, you're like, that was pretty fucking cool. I don't know. I really enjoyed it's that its part. Own, like, it's its own high. Like when you finish a good song and you're like happy with it, it's like, and you want to recapture it and, and, I remember like peaks and I'm trying to capture those peaks, like where I just made like what I think is my best shit. Yeah. And I just keep trying to like recapture that and chase that. And yeah. I think that's what's like making me better. One of my first memories of making a song um, was with my little cousin Shad. And I want to feel like I was a freshman in college and I just got cool at it pro on my laptop and I would come down for like spring break and, uh, you know, my freshman year and because he was still in high school and we wrote this song called Hey Mo. And I still remember the hook and everything. And we thought it was so fucking cool. Right. And it was like this cool moment of like, holy fuck. And then I didn't get another feeling of like, holy fuck, we made something cool until like a year and a half later. I made a song called like my story or something. Right? And I was like, oh, my God. And I finally started writing, writing. And I was like, this was getting so good. And right. Like, so every once in a while, you'll come across one that's like your new peak. And then you all are kind of always searching for that next one. It's like chasing the dragon. Exactly. Uh, just- um, so because I have no fucking knowledge of it, I have always been curious, uh, like how'd y'all get into horror core? You know, that's not something I'm really a fan of or no, I don't know any, like who started horror core. Who's like the fucking originators that would motivate you. So like, what's some history there? So really horror core is not known for its lyrical, uh, ability. They, like the the main creator of horrorcore, I would say, is like a big part of it would be Esham, uh, and he's not really lyrical, but he it's like the atmosphere that he would create, especially in his older shit. It was just very dark in the atmosphere. Old Three Six Mafia was the same way, um, but it know. just seems like in horrorcore too, like the lyrics that everybody's using now too are just terrible. Like they're not trying at all. It's all just trying to get a gimmick. And I just, I don't know. I just uh, think that there's a spot. There's there just to no fill. concept to it. It's just killing the kill. And we're trying to put concepts to it. Yeah. Like, it, I, we do have songs where we just kill to kill, kill for fun and whatever. And, and it's just, I don't know. Just sometimes you watch a horror movie. It's like, but you, you know, the influences, you know, like, of course, ICP or like early ICP, but. The f- I, we have been trying to stay further away from that as possible. They've gotten worse and worse as time goes on. And, I, you know, I'm not really afraid to, or ashamed to say that. Like, I used to, I dressed up as Shaggy Tudo as a goddamn Halloween costume in, like, I don't know, seventh grade, something like that. He's one of the members of ICP. And, Is he the fat one or know, the skinny one? Uh, the skinny one. That's how I knew them apart as well. Right, yeah. And I mean, then it's... And Violent J is like the main one that did all the vocals and Shaggy's just kind of in the background going like, ah, and shit like that. And uh, it was, wasn't really the lyrics. It was the atmosphere that they set that I've always taken with me, the early shit. And it was the early production, like Mikey Clark's production. And that's why I've like, whenever we found uh, Ill Fortune, it reminded me a lot of like old Mikey Clark shit, which if I could take like beats to old ICP shit, you know, like those old Mikey Clark beats, 
it, I would love it, you know, because it's just it, it would be, I don't know. I feel like we could just turn like make it a whole different thing and may just make horrorcore more lyrical. And of course, like Eminem and more like there's there's Twisted Insane. There's uh you know, six mafia. There's there's a whole list of like horrorcore rappers that are out now, right? But there's just or people that'll dabble in it. A lot of people will dabble in it, make like. You know, either a concept like horrorcore, just a whole album full of horrorcore type of songs, murder songs. But there's not, whenever you just like look up horrorcore 2020 or something like you get a lot of garbage. And, you know, that's kind of what, whenever we show people a link and it's like, yeah, check this out. And they're like, yeah, you're probably garbage because you're horrorcore. And then they listen and they're like, you know what? That was actually pretty fucking good. And it's like, yeah, bitch, listen more. Like, yeah. and the more you listen, the better we are. You Plus, get like more. We, of our we both also got uh background in you know listening to heavy metal a lot, right? And see, we I think that's why I don't love horror chorus because I, I say heavy metal is my least favorite genre of music. Um, even more so we than country like shows and Six Feet Under yeah. shows. Uh, there was like a gothic phase, I, but I always listen to hip hop on the side. Whereas, like you know, and I think Coop did too. Coop always had a variety of music going, but like a lot of our friends at the time were like strictly metal, strictly like, you know, death metal, things like that, which is fine because we, you know, grew to love it ourselves. Now I'm not so much into it. I still like some of the older stuff I did like, but okay, I, yeah, it, it kind of turns into noise. So. I always those kind of lyrics come out, you know, you get done watching a horror movie and you're sitting in the studio and the next thing you know, you got a horror song on your hand. Maybe I need people to send me some good death metal because right. that's what I need. In my hey, if they got you know, I, because I was in a small town, there was like no music scene, you know, my music exposure for rock music came from churches and going to fucking church events. Right. And so I saw like some decent, like Christian rock bands that were like, probably should have been doing secular music, but for whatever reason, we're on this Christian rock tour. Um, but outside of that, I didn't see much. And then when I listened to like death metal or heavy metal like that, I can never find the groove in the music. I'm like, what is musically appealing to this? And so it's just something I've never been able to seek my teeth into I'm a, I'm a big fan of chunky guitar riffs and just like i don't know it's a good drums like uh it's it's i know some of like because there's sections of songs where even i i didn't like back then where it's just like dan, 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 dan. but then there'd be like you know and then you go and see the band live though and they're matching those same signs with the Drums it's and the, the energy and just, energy. I think it was going to like and the it shows. Was, you know, high school days. You're you know you want to take some anger out or whatever. We're right. getting drunk for these fight. shows, underage drinking, fighting, you can go and mosh pit at a, yeah at a show. Well, I think and then go and I've always wanted up. you know to be a part of the counterculture any any way possible. You know, um, like I've always loved hip hop music since I was like four years old. And there, when I was in high school, I really got into uh, like the emo. Not emo emo fully because I didn't, you the know, gym class heroes. I f- dude, like I fucking love gym class heroes. That's like probably I was telling someone the other day, like <laughs> they're probably like the actually Travis McCoy is probably more influential to my rap style than I, I can actually hear it because I got I, I was actually uh, shuffling like I always have my playlist on shuffle. I got like 5000 songs on it, whatever. And I've always add more. And that's and the fucking, thing too. I, I didn't do eclectic. You know, I, I love every genre, you know. 
Right. And I think that's that's where like eclectic just felt like such a good name for our other other type of stuff that we create. That like and and for any good artist, like for all three of us, I think we all kind of steal from you know artists that we've listened to, movies that we've watched, stuff like that. It's yeah. like we we're influenced a little bit by from. everything. Right. You know, well, it's really hard for me not to imitate people. I mean, when Skinny's over here and I make a beat and I'll, you know, I'm a little go to verse, I spit. And uh, I the other day did a what's his name? Easy Mac. Like I've done like an Easy Mac flow because I kind of like this new rapper. And then Skinny lost it because he was like, dude, you sounded just like him. And I'm like, yeah, no, but listen for the last two weeks. And then he's like, that's crazy. It came out a couple years ago. He's like, when I titty fuck Ricky Lake. I remember that shit. It came out a couple years ago, and then he's been putting out shit uh, more and more. Right. So, I mean, I get it. You know, almost most of like the me, what I would call like the eight of the most snapping type of verses is me trying to sound like Meek Mill, like in my head, not when I actually rap, but like when I'm writing, I'm like, how would Meek Mill rap this? Because not that I listen to him much, but I always respect how vicious and shit is like, I don't know. I just enjoy that, yeah. how biting it is. And, and like, you know, back to the Travis McCoy thing. I can hear that because I've had my playlist on shuffle and you guys come like, we'll, we'll be back to back the one time. And I was like, wow, I can kind of hear the the same kind of flow. Like I can hear the influence there. Not, not, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I think if I had to do like a top five, which would be pretty, like, I think it would be Travis McCoy, Lil Wayne. I definitely have my moments where people are like, bro, you tried, are you trying to do that? And I was like, I guess, I don't know. And then uh, Kanye, I not to like say I'm just like Kanye, but I loved Kanye in high school, like college dropout Kanye. I loved, but I loved the way he done so many music or like movie references. Like I always respected that because that wasn't something that really existed in hip hop back when you it was. That, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, that freestyle, or whatever, where he was uh, like just picking movies off the shelf, rapping about the movies. Yeah. 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 He loves his movies. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like when I really got into making rap music, I and it's whatever year that the uh, I think it was 2000 triple XL 2009, maybe list or something. So like I've been free song before that at parties and like I did it, but I didn't like really make my own music uh, around Asher Roth blowing up. And then Charles Hamilton, those two dudes were like my two favorite that year of the top 10 double XL freshman list. And I just listened to him religiously. And Charles Hamilton not the hey, but like he's pretty shitty, I think, by a lot of people's standards. But like, I just was such a fucking fan, right? I was like, y'all don't get it. He's a fucking genius. Y'all don't. It doesn't matter that he can't rap on beat. You know, like I was just all about it. And I cannot be like that about any artist now that I make music. Like I'm just, I listen to it all, and I can appreciate it. But I will. It's impossible for me to stand somebody now that I make music. Yeah, you critique it so much more yeah. now. Right, I dissect the shit out of everything. Yeah, the, and it the kills panning me. of everything and just it's the same, man. <laughs> like everybody's flows. Like I, I pretty much like whenever I'm riding around all day doing deliveries, I'm fucking like ingesting all this fucking music. And then whenever I come home and make it, it's like I know parts of it's coming out. Like there's a piece of this flow mixed with a piece of this flow mixed with like the melody of this song, and it's just it all. I know it's all mixing in my head, weird because. Right, <laughs> that's how my brain works. It's, and it's, this is super random, but I connected dots. You know, Coop, you mentioned earlier that Three Six Mafia being an early horrorcore uh, people as well, and I really enjoyed Three Six Mafia when I was younger. Now, when I go back and listen to it, I'm like, it's so fucking simple. I don't know why I thought this was. I mean, it is good, but yeah, it is. But it's like that was kind of 
it was easy to get drunk and fucked up and like rap to it. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't like trying to be like, there's even rap now where if sometimes I go into it and I'm not expecting, I'm like, all right, this ain't going to be like bar for bar rap, rap, like RJ Payne and shit. Like right now where they're going in and then there's other guys, you know, where I'm checking them out and it's just kind of like, all right, I don't expect that much from them. Like, fucking let's go though but i did you notice know? on the some of y'all's i do think coop you do have a way of sounding like three six like you can tell they're an influence of yours like you have moments where i call it the lord infamous so, flow yeah them and definitely bone dude i listen to a lot of that still you right. know yeah and bone thugs yeah, is another one i i mean i know crossroads of course and like first of the month and shit but i don't really like know their whole catalog but like i know like sir nasty and and soko you know, the graveyard dudes, they also love, love Bone Thug. So I think that's just one that it's just one of those I things missing. With, uh, yeah, them being from Cleveland, you know, and my sister had the uh, of all people, which is very odd if, if for people that know my sister that may, may be hearing this. She had the uh, Bone Thugs East 99 cassette. Yep. So I was listening to that shit. I'm like, oh, this is kind of good. And I was young. You know, she's seven years older than me. I was probably like eight or something. But it's good. She also had Marilyn Manson. Very odd for her to have these things as a person she is. She knows. Bitch. Right. And, and, you know, so, <laughs> and, and then it grew into like the art of war. It was a double disc that came out from them. And that was like between that, Tupac's double disc of All Eyes on Me. And that, that was like a double disc era. There was Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death, which I bought accidentally clean from Kmart. And it just, <laughs> I could not yeah. live. <laughs> I, I hated life for that week until I got a new one. Yeah. That's okay. like when I got a uh, country grammar, Nelly's first CD from Walmart. It was like, what? I got to hear well, E.I. with all the fucking cuss words. Yeah. What? <laughs> it was, what was odd was like life after death was a two disc. But whenever I bought it at Kmart, it was one disc. And then whenever I realized it was two disc, I'm like, oh, that's why they cut out like I'm fucking you tonight. All these like other songs. Yeah, dude, the Nelly freaking album with the they cut out the boom boom baby oh, rather the, than the cock ready to let it go. They had to get rid of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I, I remember country grammar because of my cousins, and I still like some songs. I, I've rapped something on my shit. Some uh, batter up. There's some other shit I remember from that album. Yeah, I, I think Nelly is. I always say that Ludacris, I think, is the most underrated rapper of like our generation. He's punchline motherfucker, that guy. He he had lines and quotables back to back. Right. Like y'all should look up the song Hip Hop Quotables, actually. It's pretty good. And Nelly, I think, is probably the most forgotten about. So I think he's probably up there as well as most underrated. Like he put a whole I fucking city on the map out of nowhere. Like he was so huge in his time. When country grammar came out, man. He was so freaking big. He lost the Band-Aid now. I don't know what that Band-Aid was about, yeah. but I feel like he should have kept it. I agree. Well, he had a song with fucking Tim McGraw, and he had a fucking hip-hop yeah, country yeah. crossover fucking 15 years before Lil Nas X's song, and it was like the biggest thing ever. Like, I don't know. Nelly was on another level that no rapper today is on at all, I think. But I don't. I think yeah. in general, rappers aren't as big of a deal anymore. Like, you know, Drake, I guess Drake is because he has all these hits or whatever, and people know he is, but like, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, people would say would be like the two best rappers in hip hop if you're not counting Drake because he's kind of like a pop star. But they're not that famous for being the fucking most the best fucking rappers. Yeah, and they're they're they are the top named. Like they're just the I think it's like a hive mind of the internet too. They're not really listening to everything. They just kind of listen to what everybody else is to, you know. Like right. I mean, because everyone knows Lil Wayne's still the best. 
Duh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just, I've never been able to pick a favorite anything. So it's like, even for me to pick a top, top five rapper, even like as a rapper, that would probably take me like five years. I used, to, would change. I used to tell everyone mine was XV, who's this rapper out of Kansas, because it was like he was like just above underground, but hadn't blown up yet. And I've listened to every mixtape you'd ever done like a bunch, you know, so I used to say that just to be cool, like the hipster shit. But the last album or two albums or whatever that I've listened to, I'm like, oh, he hasn't really evolved much since 2007. So I guess maybe I don't maybe he isn't my favorite anymore. <laughs> I used yeah, to like this guy DZK, and he's like that. He kind of went off this. Every everything started sounding the same, and then he made a song about like he really liked high school girls, and it was odd. And <laughs> he's like in his thirties, and he's Ted like high shit. I was like, yeah, I'm done with you, dude. Yeah, like South Park Mexican bullshit. I just uh, wasn't even. He's the best. Fucking see, I know I I knew his story before I knew about him. Oh, South see, Park, when I first became a stoner in high school, I mean, that was the soundtrack to my, me becoming a stoner. Someone was like, you don't know about South Park, Mexican. And somehow I fucking all of a sudden had all this shit on a burnt CD. And it was just I mean, all that's what people. I listened to when I got high in high school. We had Sublime and like Cottonmouth. Oh, perfect example. I I only knew of two joints by SPM because he, he done a cover of it. And then when I would like bring it up, people are like, you know, this is a cover of a Sublime song. And I'm like, no, Sublime stole it from him. I don't know who the fuck Sublime is. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah. how that went <laughs> in my world. <laughs> it was a good time. Now, a lot of we covered it. Right. Fucking SPM. And then, yeah, I don't. Someone the other day when I was like, man, it's a big bummer that he fucking raped somebody. Uh, and I. Not saying, I mean, I know rape is a word that covers a lot of stuff. I understand it was like the girl was underage and he had sex with her. I don't know if it was like the violent stuff. Um, but now someone's come out and said like all of it was made up bullshit to entrap him or something. And now, it, but I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked up the full story in a long time. Yeah. So if he is innocent, that sucks. I mean, for anybody innocent in jail, that's fucking terrible. But if you rape the fucking underage girl or any any woman, really, and, fuck them. Yeah, investigate. We rap the shit about out it, of it, but you know, we don't rape about it. <laughs> yeah, there is a letter difference there. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> we rap. We don't rape. We uh, might rap about. It. So y'all are in Pennsylvania, and at the time of us recording it, that's a big deal because you know y'all are committing fraud up there to not let Donald Trump win the election. Um, I don't know how <laughs> how political either one of y'all get. I myself voted for Joe Jorgensen proudly, and uh, I didn't want either one of them to win. But of course, one I of them know win. the memes. Coop knows the fucking deal. I know the memes. <laughs> I just know the jokes about it. I love the memes. I can't wait for the memes. But Coop knows the deal about it. Well, hell yeah. yeah. So, how are you feeling about it uh, at the moment? Uh, personally, I'm. Uh, I'm I voted for Biden. So I'm I'm excited about it. You know, I I mean just count the votes, you know? Right. Now the way I'm, I'm I'm on it. I think um for me trying not to take any sides, I think it's all very funny. I think it's funny that last time when Trump won uh and people were like 
well, they rigged the election and this time Trump lost. So he's like, they rigged the election or how like they're saying, not my president, all the conservatives now. But then the liberals said it when Trump won and the conservatives said it when Obama won. Like it just goes back and forth. So everyone that points the finger at how the other one's horrible. I'm like, y'all are y'all are all horrible. Okay, y'all all all do the same thing. And I just don't see how this. What was that? I voted for Kanye. Hell yeah. He was on our ballot. Um, I would never because I didn't like him on Rogan. I I don't like religious people all that much. I know that's going to make me not ever be successful in music because a lot of people love to rap about that stuff. But it makes me extremely uncomfortable and feel awkward when someone can just any time. Smaller minded, you know, it's just. Well, it just for him to easily be like, well, I would pray about that. Or, you know, we just got to believe in God to be your answer for like a political question is just weird to me. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard the Rogan Kanye yet. Yeah, like it honestly made me I've kind of been on, you know, like I've said earlier, I loved College Dropout. That was my favorite shit. I think Yeezus is also a very, very good album. Um, I saw I want to be a fan of his and I like to think he was misunderstood. But on Rogan, it was 95 percent of him talking like Rogan couldn't get a word in. And uh, a lot of almost everything came back to religion with Kanye, which at first I thought was him doing an act this whole time. But I don't think he is. I think he's really into it, which, again, I, that doesn't bother me. You know, if it doesn't really affect me, I just don't think I would elect someone to a government position who come across that religious myself. I Yeah, I, I actually didn't vote because I either one, to be honest, I just figure we're fucked. It's I. And I know that's a very but unpopular that's the thing though. Trump could be president if more well, people. It's, it's a very unpopular that, opinion. You know, like not voting. Everybody's like, well, you're a bitch. It's not. It's, it's not like, a, well, you know what? I just I don't follow politics enough. I feel like my vote could fuck things up if I make the wrong choice that I'm like later where I realize I'm like, why did I vote for him? It's just a vote just because I was supposed to vote. I picked this fucking guy. Yeah. It's and now look what Jorgensen. Like I felt pressure to vote. So it's like, no, I'm not going to vote. I don't know shit about nothing. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I don't, I don't really watch the news. I don't follow politics. I watch the news. I know what's going on, but I don't follow politics in general. I kind of look at it like pro wrestling. We were talking about that yesterday. America's to us, you know, America would be like the WWE. And then you got the UK and shit, which is like the WCW or the TNA or the Indies, you know, as you get lower in the countries. And that's kind of how I've always looked at politics. It's just like, it's a bigger show. You know, it it all leads to one head of the snake. You know, red or blue, it don't matter. We're all fucking screwed. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I voted Joe Jorgensen. I mean, because I, I like to believe in the the ideas of the libertarian party that we should have less government. People should be able to make choices. Now I know that's like a fantasy world. I know it couldn't really happen because people are fucking idiots, but I do think it's a good direction to start because our government's ballooned and bloated to a crazy amount. Now, if you don't personally like Donald Trump, so that's why you voted for Biden. I completely get it. I don't like Trump either. I think he's an idiot. Now, I think he has no power. I think I learned the president has no power when Obama was president because I really liked him. And I I thought he was going to do all kinds of shit and he couldn't do nothing if you don't control the Senate and the House. The Senate's the most important, at least lately. Um, Exactly. And as long. Yeah, you won. Right. That's what I said, dude. I want Republican to be in the Senate. And I and I that's just the way I, I that way it has to pass through people that are on both sides. And, you know, we all got to come together. 
you know, and just <laughs> so I, I just hate this being divided thing. Right. You know, Black Lives Matter on one side and then you got Trump supporters on the other. It's like, what is this? Just we're all Americans and we're all and human. I, like like general. what Rogan said, we should be state managed, you know, or, you know, it's just I just don't back to one guy running our planes, you know, just one guy that's going to run this whole big country. That's one third or whatever of the, of the world's economy. And you get me in the like politics. The circus, you I'm know? starting to think now it's now it's just acting. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. That's yeah. what it, it tends to act turn turn toward. Well, and I enjoyed the conspiracies, you know. And uh, one I've really, really been waiting for is the a lot of Trump supporters I know, and a guy that's a Trump supporter that I work with, but he does not believe this, and he's confused how it happened. But the whole coronavirus will disappear after the election. You know, that's something that gets said a lot where I'm at. And that's uh, one thing. I stuck in, yeah. And so he's like, what are they saying? Because he's someone that takes it really seriously, even though he is like a Republican. And he's like, I just think people are being stupid. And at first I agreed with him. But today of us recording it, I saw where some news publication released something that a new study suggested indoor concerts are safe. And even during the pandemic, and I'm like, holy fuck, they are about to start saying we'll open shit back up. It's OK and it's safe. And if that happens. I, it'll be hard for me not to want to kind of look up and believe in some of these Trump conspiracy theorists. Like, I understand right. it's stupid, but I'll fucking like Alex Jones and shit. You know, like, I know he's not always right, but it's fucking sometimes they're, they are, you know, like, that's where I'm yeah. just at. I don't know. My that's whole life, I mean. I've been like, uh, you know, watching conspiracy stuff and I've kind of learned how to pick in, apart the, anything with that much power. It's just like the flat earth shit. I never got on board. I immediately I'm like, you're fucking retarded. What are you talking about? Right, but then you know, it, it there's different ones that when you really start digging into, I mean, they start making more and more sense. And now this one, I I don't know so much about. I've heard of, you know, but if like you said, if it disappears after the election, then yeah, okay, something. This is all okay. kind. It's yes. funny because it started during the election year, and yeah, it, it just. Well, it, it I have grandparents. Happen. They both got it. They live in Colorado. One of them almost died. Uh, she still may, you oh, know. It, it so, no doubt exists. Exactly. If something has to. Is it just the flu? Yeah. And, right. So, like to me, it's I'm like yes. Right, exactly. And I, you know, I'm not the top that's over here being like, oh, people died. It has to be real. I'm like, of course it's real. But was it was what we did really necessary? Right. For what right, that's the thing. I think it was like kind of to force control a little bit. Because I'm, I'm, whenever I was young, I remember watching that famous uh, Bush Senior um, speech where he was talking about the New World Order, and that always stuck with me, even at a young age. I'm like, wow, this, what's this dude talking about? Right. And then as as I got older with the one world government thing and everything, and it's just like, oh. wow, their plans are really starting to come into play, aren't they? Right. It's just, like this is really working it's out. It's all adding that. up to something. And we're know? just sitting back, going along because it's easy to go along and, you know, do what we've been doing for so long that like we're in this routine. It's like when you're in a job for 10 years and you don't want to quit because you're just, oh, I'm good. This is what I do. Right. Fucking, what if I quit? I got to like go into a new school. I got to meet all new people. And fucking, I start at the bottom again. And, you know, it's just, but I feel like if we just hit restart and, and we all came up with a new system that we're all happy with, I think it's time for a new system because what we got now isn't working out for many people. Right. Well, it's, to me, I do, I am in the mind because I'm a little too deep in the conspiracy theories, probably. It just, none of it matters. You know, like the one that really got me was 
Alex Jones back in the day put out one called the Obama deception right after Obama became president. And again, I'm a big fan of Obama, but I still wanted to watch this. And uh, it showed them going to the secret hotel where they were going to where they told Obama that he was the nominee and not Hillary. And, you know, all this crazy shit that they would they would do on this video, like their, you know, investigative journalism. And it just kept working out. Now, I get it. Fucking editing could have happened or whatever. But it was right. all about how, like, the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg Group, they really run the country between the two of them, these two groups. That, was the, um, that was the same era he went to, like, Bohemian Grove and shit, too, right? Yeah, it was a little after that. Yeah, just after that. And, um, yeah. it, you know, it was just so good. It was like all these people run shit. And so, like, my thought process kind of about coronavirus or the pandemic in general is, like, yes, the economy shut down and everything was horrible and all that. But the really rich people, they set back and they make all this passive income regardless. They were still making money like it didn't hurt them to shut everything down and hurt everyone else. If anything, it just widened the gap and it's further secured their elitism. So, like, I can easily be convinced of that. Well, that was just their goal to shut down the, you know, the the small man who was getting their hopes too high, the American dream, you know, or whatever. Like, I could be convinced of that, but I don't think it has anything to do with fucking Donald Trump. Or Joe Biden, I think it wouldn't matter regardless. I right. think yeah. we're puppets in all this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, that's how I think about it. Now, it's all probably crazy. Uh, it probably is crazy right. to people, but I think the more that people open their minds and think about things like that, the more we can get to the truth because we're not, whatever's going on, everybody knows something's wrong. Everywhere I go, somebody's like, I don't know. It just don't seem right. Like, you know, it's just always a comment made, like, with like with the partition glass that like he's just he's like yeah i'm reaching money underneath but then he reaches to the side he's like look i can touch you oh oh he's like what's the fucking point of all this this is stupid and you know just uh, all throughout my day i'll hear comments just people that are sick of doing this sick of the like they'll have the mask down they'll pull it down constantly like with because nobody can hear each other so they'd pull it down while they're like whispering to each other and it's just like defeating the purpose anyway yeah. And I just don't understand what's going on anymore. Like, I'm just so confused. I, I, It's a habit to put on my mask now. I fucking took it out of my car to walk into my house the other day. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely <laughs> one of these people that I will wear my mask. Uh, I'm not against it, but I do think when so many people aren't, it kind of does defeat the purpose. So I'm almost yeah, like, well, if we're not all going to do it, then let's nobody do it. Fuck it. Let's just let this yeah, shit run through. Oh. Something has been here, and and you know we can't just wear masks for ten years, twenty, years, and then wait for wait for something to happen. Like, I know, I know they're working on vaccines and everything, but that's going to take time. And well, and we're just in a different era, you know. And I thought it was so funny the other day because there's some uh, conservative guy yelling on a news station about how we got to let the disease run its course, like polio, when polio was famously cured from a vaccine. Um, and then it's a vaccine that was given away for free by the creator because he wanted just to heal the fucking world and not get rich off of it. But you can't that's not the world we're in now. And you can't trust whatever vaccine comes out is going to be safe. I know, again, I sound like a crazy person, but I just I, I don't know. And now, again, I trust all the vaccines for fucking kids to be safe. I really do. But I do think yeah. with everything around the coronavirus and the quickness it's going to come out and all the talks of fucking nanobots and tracking you and shit, I'm like, I don't fucking know about this shit, guys. Like, I think I'm I could just get over it if I got it. Yeah, it's a very questionable thing. It's and crazy. I man. think they're going to make it mandatory. I kind of like have this 
Like, they're just going to start forcing shit on us and take away freedoms less and, like, we're going to have less and less freedoms, but they're going to do it slowly. So it's almost like we don't even notice. Because it's already been happening. You'll do it voluntarily because it'll make your life easier. Well, well, that's at the same time. While they're giving us drugs and everything, they're going to take away these other things and, like, oh, they're not going to know. They're going to be all fucked up. You know, and they're, they're being a lot lighter on things that they never would have before. I mean, the drugs won the war on drugs. Yeah. They fucking kicked the <laughs> shit out of, like, everybody fighting it. Well, I mean, it did, but the money still gets pumped to those agencies, and that's really, they're still winning. You know, the fucking... This is true. All those government agencies that spend all the money on the commercials and they go to the school, I mean, they're still getting their money to go and do that shit, so they're happy. Oh, yeah. It all goes full circle, to, and that's the problem, To you know, from the beginning here is is everything gets circled back to the rich. Like it, a little bit will trickle off to us. You know, we get paid our hourly or our salary, but it, it, in the end, that's a little like drizzle compared to the fucking pouring well, I, down I, rain. I just think it's crazy too, how we have people that are worth multiple billions of dollars when it takes over 3000 years to spend a thousand dollars a day. Like it's just the thought of that thickens me you know right and i had this talk in our discord server in the podcast one day with someone and we brought up on the podcast for it because like jeff bezos i think we're talking about here i have mixed feelings about it because whereas in yes he has a, a ridiculous amount of money but he did not steal or cheat to my knowledge and i'm sure amazon gets all kinds of tax breaks and does shit you know that a lot of corporations would do but like he really did start a business in his fucking garage or whatever and like he made what is same with Apple, which is different than like a Donald Trump who gets a hundred million dollars yeah, from his dad. I definitely and, believe in capitalism behind uh, it. I think, you know? yeah, he earned what he has and and, and but people act like he should be Batman and he should be out here making soup kitchens for everybody. And now my right. thought on that is like, sure, maybe he should do that, but then like and this is mean too, but like if you made free fucking soup kitchens all over the world supported by Jeff Bezos, then does a whole group of population just eat there from now on because fuck it, they don't have to spend money. You know, like exactly. you can't just hand people things. You got to show them how to do things. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like the leading the horse to water. Spiel. He does like for what it's worth, like Amazon does give you opportunities to make money. I mean, you can sell the books through there. You can sell your own shit through there, which I know they get a profit from, of course. But so does eBay. So does fucking Mercury or Mer- whatever the other one is. Wish Car. all of them. Yeah, any of them that you sell through, you're you're getting a fee. You know, they're they're taking a fee from it. I'm pretty sure Facebook Marketplace. I never sold anything through there either. But right, and, I'm sure they. And like, I also uh, a lot of my fucking thought in the world, by the way, it is shaped by Ayn Rand, which is like conservative people's fucking wet dream world when you read her books. I've never read her like masterpiece of Atlas Shrugged because it's so fucking long. And I read Fountainhead, which was super fucking long, but not as long as it. And I really enjoyed it. Right. But she has this whole idea of like charity is just you helping people not help themselves. Now, I do think there are moments where, of course, charity is needed and people get in really bad scenarios. Uh, but I think in today's world, like charities are just used as tax write offs. No one gives a fuck. Yes. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> For sure, man. They do that. They, oh, dude. I, I completely agree with that, man. So I, don't know, <laughs> I it's see just, it happen where I work, you know, it's just, it's just insane, man. And I'll know down like to the exact dollar, like, well, I need to donate this much to get back. And I get, again, that's being smart. I'm not even mad at anyone, but then also for people to be like the call, what America is, is capitalism when it's like, no, no, it is government assisting the corporations that would fail 
So if they don't, and then they are like, for instance, our banking industry should have crashed before our auto industry should like all these things should have crashed. And then something could have came from the ashes. But the government picks and chooses. It's all, like, who it's they all built to backups, you know, like everything has a backup plan. So it doesn't fall apart. It's right. So anyway, I guess we got got bummed out on the music talk here. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so y'all said y'all had a. Uh, you hit me up, Brad, before this and said you are working on some some project that comes out next. I don't remember what you said it was called. Yeah, we're uh, we're coming out with this depression album. And yeah, uh, we're called, we're, I guess we're called a road to nowhere. And we're actually going to be there's going to be a song on there with uh, you on it, actually, and uh, producing the song for it, which it's a freaking awesome song, man. Yeah, we recorded you know, that. What internet friends one? Yeah, we've yeah. been sitting on that for a while. Sitting on it for a while, and there's a lot of songs on it that have been we've been sitting on for a while, and we just decided to finally get them together, mix them better, and just you know lay the vocals down better, and it's just progressing into this this huge album that we're you know just starting to do, and you know it's probably not going to be till after you know it's probably going to be after the holidays before we release it, but yeah, we originally had a plan of maybe like a a seasonal depression type of uh, ordeal, but yeah, yeah. figure we'll, we'll depression wait. 2020, you know? Right. Well, I'm sure it's, it's people be depressed boy. anytime. Right. And, and yeah, and the song <laughs> we made We're always depressed. Uh, called anger originally, just cause I remember the story y'all made like a whole song with the beat. And again, it was supposed to be for internet Fred's one, but I was like, well, y'all can just keep it. Cause y'all finished the whole song. But then I did a verse for what was going to be a remix and we were going to get someone else on it. And then I, I don't remember who, but it fell through. So I don't know if y'all ever yeah. found someone to get on the fourth or is it just going to be us three? Uh, just it's us three. Just us three. Um, and figure we'll put it as like a bonus track. It's the uh, original will be on the album. Right. So like they'll both be on the album. I guess this bonus tracks now aren't even really. They're just, I don't know. Yeah. Just more of a way to pro- promote it. You know, back with physical CDs, it seemed like bonus tracks were different than now with streaming. It's like, oh, another track. Yeah, like, fuck it, just write bonus in the title. I think they'll accept it. They yeah, do. like yeah, the C's bonus track. Yeah, they do tell you when you put the word remix in a track uh, that you may not want to. It might, it might decline or take it longer to be approved. And the only reason I know that's because I had a song called Premix, which of course had the word remix in in that, and. uh I've never heard of anyone not having one go through, but I know Distro Kid does give you that warning. Maybe we'll do like eight of the Mo mix. Right. Yeah, I can do something like that. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out as as we get closer. Yeah, it, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. We just let the like the songs develop. There's very producers too. I still got to reach out to. Like we we leased all the beats and everything a while ago, but I before we release shit, I always send out the songs. Right. Just so they hear, they know what they're getting into when I tag them. Yeah. I know, like, I'm working on Internet Friends 3 at the moment. Um, And I'm trying to work on, I was trying to make this little EP using some sampled songs, which, Brad, you have a verse written for. And we've hit up this Mad Dog McGraw dude who says he will get to it. I don't know if I ever told you that. He said he planned on it. He just got sick or I don't know. I'm hoping because I used him in my rhyme scheme for the first eight bars and. So I need to rewrite the whole shit if uh, he's not. Yeah, and it, it also helps an album, too, just having features. Yeah. Well, the collab of the Internet Friends, like, collab, you know, that I was uh, listening to the My Dead Friend one the other day. Like he said, 
like he like he was telling you, it's got to be hard to put that shit together. So many people, so many different things. Distro Kid does kind of make it easy with the splits. Because I know whenever I'm doing splits, like with you or anybody else, I'm like, oh, okay, that was pretty quick and painless. Yeah. But it's like the emails back and forth. Uh, see, I never applied for BMI or ASCAP. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I've looked a little bit into licensing, but I, uh, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll cross that bridge later. Right. Yeah. I, I made a BMI and I've got it all registered. It didn't cost me any money. So people have wondered. I don't know why they didn't charge me. I thought they were going to, but they'd never even asked me for payment information. So I was like, well, I guess they can't. So um, anyway, I've had people sometimes without even asking them. I'm just like, yeah, this was I remember we were supposed to split it six months ago and I forgot. So then I'll, I'll add it. And they're like, oh, dude, thanks. Shit. I forgot about that. Like, Right. That's happened. And, and yeah, DistroKid makes the splits easy for sure. And really, it is difficult, I guess, to make the collab albums, but no more. It just depends on the person. It's not like all of them are difficult. Some are very fucking easy. You know, you like, you know, for instance, like Bernard Willis, for some reason, it might be just his recording environment, but his shit's so easy to mix. His voice is so like, it is what it is. It's in like a frequency that's like its own fucking thing because it's so low. And it just... I mix it pretty easily, but other people's, you know, might have a lot of harsh S's, you know, like I know my voice is a lot more higher pitch than I realize uh, whenever I'm mixing. And it's like, it's mics, and like, we've been noticing that more and more, like the mics and the setup and just general room noise. Like I have a window right by the fucking mic. And sometimes my recordings are very clear. And sometimes you can just hear hammering outside and yep. shit. If you're really listening to a horn. Yeah. You know, it's, do definitely hear shit if you really listen, but I take it out and you know it it kind of adds to the ruggedness sometimes, but whenever we're we're trying to make a song that's like a cleaner song, like our more popular songs and shit like that, it's not the rugged shit. So like I gotta take more of that out, more of the hisses out, you know, and like you said, the high end, like our mic, the way it's kind of set up, it it picks up more highs. But then it picks up like the bad lows, right? Like, none of the good lows you want. These rumbles, shit. Right, and well, so the you thing that it. you're always saying, like, I make your vocal so different. It's just because I do. Uh, I cut out a lot of lows on my takes and yours yeah. as well, um, to kind of crisp it up a little bit. And I mean, I dig it. Uh, like, I like hearing other people mix my stuff because really, I'm the only one that's ever mixed it. You know, besides you and maybe two, three other people. And, you know, just the more people that get involved in a song, they'll hear like different things that you're not hearing. And it just, it always seems to add better, you know, and you can always take away what's not. Right. Well, and it's a lot of it's experimenting. You know, I wish I was better at it. Um, but I mean, you're only going to get better by fucking, you just keep trying, keep learning new techniques. You know, I think I keep getting better at mixing in general. So you've been getting better at mixing and producing like as time went. Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. Like, yeah, because you do two different kinds of deals. Where, like the uh, I was listening to the instrumental EP. I think you put out Friday this Friday, right. maybe. Yeah. Um, I was listening to that the other day, and it's kind of more. I was driving in the morning. It was uh, kind of like a just cruising morning, and it kind of worked out. It was like a little, little trippy twenty minute EP, you know. And then you have more uh, like. Ones that seem that are more made for songs, 
Like they, they have more song structures, whereas those other ones were more like soundscapes. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, basically, uh, for anyone curious, I put out these six track EPs underneath the name A The Mo Makes Beats on Spotify. And for all of those, those are songs that like are beats when I make them. I'm like, well, I can't imagine anyone would buy this. And also, I don't think I will make a song to it. You know, like it's just too out there, too weird. Or like you're saying, the song, it's its own thing. It doesn't need more, you know, like. Um, yeah, and so really know, like, I throw those no to the, to the yeah, side. You know, when you made a, you know, one that's just bad. Right. And then, you know, I, I make I basically go through this thing where I make 10 beats at a time and then I go back through them and then I assign them to different folders depending based on different shit you know so recently for instance that one like we mentioned earlier that i sent y'all the ep you know i just had a folder for y'all that when i felt like something kind of fit that i threw it in the folder and then before i sent it to you i actually removed one because i realized it was the only one that didn't really have pianos in it and i was like i don't i'm gonna take it out because it doesn't fit the vibe of the rest now i could have left it you know like i appreciate you sending the stems because that always adds a lot like we can there was a couple that I was going through like while I was reading the, before I even really read the email. I was like, oh, cool. Well, let me listen. I knew what it was. So I was like, oh, let me listen. And I was like, oh, I, I wish I had the stems for this. I want to like take this out here and then keep bringing it back. And do it like, because I already have flow patterns in my head while I'm listening to beats. I'm like fucking scat man in my head. Like, give it a bap, bap, bap. I already got shit going on. And I'm like, oh, I just want to do this to the beat. And, you know, so like, being able to do that more helps me with like be more free with writing. So I don't have to like, I'm fine if the beat's just a wave file, that's mostly what I do. But whenever I get a hold of fucking stems, it's like, all right, now I can, you know, if I want to just drop the kick here for a second, I can do that to like emphasize this part or, you know what I mean? It, yeah. I mean, I mix all my songs in my beat project files, you know, and people are against that. I've looked online and like, they, like they would say I should stem them out like I did to you and then I should rap on top of my stems and remix it. But I myself, I just rap right in that fucking project file. I mix it into the beat like it's all one thing. I don't even I don't understand why it matters. And it just that's because you're from the poetic pro era. <laughs> right. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the Peter, the Peter Quisgard uh, password. Yeah. I don't know his password, but. I know Peter Quiskard and everybody knows Peter Quiskard. And speaking of that, I'm right now recording this episode on the newest Adobe audition uh, because I got a license to the Adobe suite and um, which is fucking dope. It's so funny to, that I started off with Cool Edit Pro. If people don't know, that was like the free software to record on back in like 2006 or whatever. And this Peter Quiskard dude he's talking about was the name you put in with the fucking serial number to hack it. And it was great. It was great. And then uh, they sold that to Adobe and then Adobe put out Adobe audition 3.0. And again, you had to have a serial number and, all, and I still have all that, that hacked one as well. That's what I'd normally record with. But last week I got a license to the new Adobe and, uh, I've been trying it out. It's so fancy. I don't know if it sounds good yet or not. Cause the episode I recorded with snappy hasn't come out yet. So it's either going to be way better or way worse. And I'm, I'm nervous. Like I'm getting a new computer soon. So I plan on upgrading my dog because I got kind of an old uh, I'm using Cubase 7 right now, which Cubase is a great you know program. It's just it's outdated. I have to use a fucking dongle USB uh, license for it. It's really annoying. If you bump it a little bit, it could just mess up your whole project. It happened today, actually. Yeah. And, you know, it's just 
moving on and learning a new program, like it took me maybe a month or longer to set up Cubase the exact way it's been set up for the past two years where we can just go in, boom, project's done, 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 let's do it, do it, do it. Whereas whenever I'm learning a new one now, it's like, hold on, let me figure out how to add this track. What button was that? How do I, you know, and you're just learning everything all over again, setting your formats all over, like your default setup all over again. And I don't know, I'm maybe that's just me, but learning a whole new program, it's like a task on itself. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. Um- it, my dog, it's fun. if something happened recently, um, because, you know, again, I have all this fucking plumbing problems going to cost me so much money. But right before um, I learned of that, I bought the like most expensive FL studio uh, because I had like the there's like a hundred dollar version, a three hundred dollar version and a nine hundred dollar version. And on my birthday, uh, you know, they'll give you half off if you register on their website and tell them your birthday, they'll send you an email and it's like, Hey, you get half off on your birthday. If you, for whatever you want, and you can buy one of those things. Right. So I bought the like $400 one or whatever it was for $200 on my birthday and was like, all right. And that's when I like went legit as a producer. Right. And I quit using my pirated hack shit. And then this week they had a deal that if you already had that one, you could upgrade to the $900 version one for just a hundred more dollars. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And then yeah. <laughs> Feel like a badass. Then of course, something fucking major happens. That's right. why I'm always here to spend money. Yeah. She, even just ordering food like a couple times a week, I'm always thinking, like, uh, you know how many DoorDash this is? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm getting a PS5 and I'm very excited about it. But that PS5 order hit about 12 hours before this pot busted. And it was like, mm. God damn it. <laughs> and my, mm, my, but my wife was like, well, you'll want it and it's fine. You know, it is what it is. But fuck yeah, the timing was the worst. So, how about your water company? Is it? Is it? Did you try contacting your well, water company about it? Or? It's on uh, our side of the meter. So if it's anything from the meter to your house, it's on you, basically. I believe. Yeah, we just had that. It was like right on the line, the property line out here, where they were disputing if it's our responsibility or theirs. Of course, it ended up being ours. Of course fucking government yeah. you know <laughs> every individual borough just fucks everybody yep um but all right guys i feel like i've kept y'all forever um so y'all got anything else we y'all need to say before we wrap this shit up uh no man just uh definitely shout out to you shout out to skinny and snappy and you know I'll definitely be listening. Everybody on internet friends. Everybody on internet friends and all the producers that helped us with our projects. You know, thanks to everybody, man. And definitely thank you for the support and everything. Yeah, no fucking problem, man. Uh, Y'all actually listen to some of the podcasts. So that goes a long way. That's what I tell. Like, honestly, the people that listen to the podcast um, way have my favor more than the people that don't. But then again, you don't have to listen to my podcast for me to like you, but it just helps. It's not a, it's not a prerequisite, but it's, it's not required, but it's a, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I mean, bonus you points. should, you should listen to, you should listen to the thing. fucking podcast. It's the respect Check out the thing, podcast. Man. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even listen to podcasts I like, like that. I, I just like, like the people. So, I mean, I grew to like the people over time. I didn't know who you guys were. And originally it was like me on the music podcast, but then listening to that, you know, it's like you guys were like characters and I was just like putting your faces to the pictures that you use on SoundCloud and shit. And I love and, the platform of uh, 
what you guys are doing too on like the music space. You know, yeah, those are usually the best like, episodes. You get to hear a bu- like I get to hear a bunch of different music that I've never heard on there from different people that are you know same same way that we are and but, just upcoming artists or upcoming producers. Yeah, I, I love hearing the upcoming artist guests you know, on the podcast. That's probably my favorite shit because you know we're all in the same spot right now, and you know none of us really know what the fuck we're doing. We do. You know, so it's like kind of interesting to hear other people's point of view where they're at. And, you know, you guys take our, you know, take take the music with open arms and everything and give your guys own opinion on it. Like, I think it's awesome what you guys are doing, too. Uh, we yeah. might have let them. We, we might have went a little bit too far with the General So song the other day. Yeah. I guess I have heard it. I have heard it called General South. And I thought about that when we were making it. But, you know, that just didn't rhyme. I so fucking, <laughs> well, you know, I've been calling a general so for well, a while. Like so. Pittsburgh, it's like just that's another way people in Pittsburgh call it too. Right? Yeah, you will go. Yeah, let me get an order of general so's. But I have heard general style chicken, yeah, general and I'm like, Siles, okay, yeah. like I guess it is said that way. So I mean, you know, that'll be interesting hearing uh, feedback on that throughout time. Yeah, but well, just the Bible Belt. That's what we call it, our China buffets. That, that, that was our restaurant. chicken, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that. That was our restaurant as the trip through the city of the dead. You could stop at the mortuary, you know, then you go to our the restaurant, and have a bite to eat. Yeah, it's all an adventure. Well, hell yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks for all the kind words of the music podcast. Really, we just play people. Uh, you know, what really surprises me and not going to be a hater, but some people's music I don't think is very good, you know, and I'm I'm pretty, I think, open about my opinions and stuff. But other people will rather be on the podcast or they'll hit me up. They're like, so and so song was really good. And so that's why I'm always telling people, like, who cares if I like it? Like other people listen that might like it. Like, right. Not and everyone's going to like your songs. You exactly. give everybody a chance. And the, I there's opposites of everything there's definitely there i can't pick an episode where i liked every single song on it but i mean like i found artists that i still listen to now you know strong maurice catlock fucking uh petrovita there's dudes that i found from there that like you know i follow and i still listen to and i don't know i just i never would have found them without the podcast where it was just a bunch of random underground artists that's exactly what i was looking for at the time and i know I'm, you know, we're not the only ones looking. Right. Like, other people want to hear other people starting out. And well, and it, the, the graveyard the, entertainment guys have really helped out. They'll, an episode will drop. And if they like your songs, they'll get you a fucking like a thousand plays maybe that week or some shit. You know, they're exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, all it takes. It's just, you know, one guy to listen to it. Then they're telling this guy. And then next thing you know, it just branches out. Even if they got bad mixing, if I hear that like they can rap good or something, it's like, well, send me your vocals and just let me try and see if like maybe it's your mixing or maybe it's your recording and like how can we fix that because you're good. Right. Well, most you know, like, people, and I went through this as well, and I'm sure y'all had a moment also, and I'm sure you've seen it because I know y'all work with some other rappers as well. A lot of people they just don't have confidence yet, and it's like, sure, their lyrics are fine, their flow's okay. But they're rapping like this, like they're rapping like we're talking right now. You know, they're like, and it's like, no, no, no. You need to be rapping like you're fucking a character in a cartoon or some shit. Like you're an animated, per- you're like a fucking rapper, man. You got to say some shit. So like, I think that's the hardest thing to get across to somebody. 
until they do it. And it's all about moods of the song. And it's sometimes it's hard to get into like that particular vibe you were in when you wrote it, if you record it right away. And you're like, okay, well, weeks later, I got the beat and now I can record it. And like, I try to rap it, but I'm not in the same mood I was in. So I'm maybe rapping it a little different. So it takes me a little bit to like, all right, now I'm in. Right. You know, and yeah. a couple practice runs. Oh, yeah, dude. I spit shit like, I do it completely different, like completely flow, different flows every time. Like I'm very, uh, I can't do two takes the same for like stacking reasons. Well, everybody like that's the, you know, everybody has like a signature flow that you could pick out, but like whenever you switch it up and it's noticeable and like you're still doing good, it's whenever the the rappers are like using the same flows and it, everything does start sounding the same after a while. And it's not just this era; like people are acting like it's just this mumble melody rap, whatever you want to call it, era. This has been happening since I can fucking remember. Right. I mean, it's just. You know, there look was at, rock. There was rock. Look there at kid and play. Like it was repetitive too, but people just wanted to listen to it and party and fucking. You know, it's just right. Well, it is what it is. Different types of music. And this kind of ties back. And again, I was gonna let y'all go, but fuck it. Uh, ties back to earlier. You asking like you need stems and stuff because you'd want to drop different parts out of the drums and stuff. Um, me personally, when I make beats, I try to have something switch up every eight bars because I oh, do. No, because I think that um, if the rapper is very repetitive, like, you know, their flow is very on point, it just repeats and repeats, then you do need the beat to do some switching up. But me personally yes, making my yeah. song, because I do yeah. think I am animated and I do switch my flow up, the beat can just be a fucking loop over and over and no one's going to notice because you as the rapper are doing this, the changing, you know, so like and if, if the beat is, is a loop over and over. I really make my flow like the melody and the and at that point, like exactly. I, it's it's a whole different thing like sometimes you got to let the beat take over and you're just kind of there like supporting it and then sometimes you really got like all right now it's time to go in and i gotta rap now now like rapidly rap let's rapidly rap and then you know there's other times it's like all right this is uh it's just serious yeah, yeah like well, we're not being silly on this one yeah this uh, is like more of a sad emotional one so you know, to get that voice going we were listening to your ep pack and that's what we were doing was like like, all right, what kind of concept does this give you? Like, as we're just bullshitting anyway and talking, it's like, all right, I'm going to play this in the background. And, like, when he got here, and, like, let's just see what comes up. That's how we already started working on something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's that, too. We had that. That was for Internet Friends. Uh, I had a whole song. I know that. one of them in y'all's pack just sounds like an intro song. It sounds like an intro cypher type of track to me. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but there was one that I was like, it doesn't really sound like y'all's typical one, but it sounds like one where one of y'all could spit a verse and another one could spit a verse and then it'd be done. Like a quick, short, something. The piano, the quick piano one. Like Maybe. it was a quick piano. Might be I think that was, yeah, I, was, I was actually telling them that yesterday. I was like, this would be nice for like, you just start out and then I come in and then you cut then you know every four switch it up. Yeah, because you had that piano come in every four or eight, I forget. But it was it was nice for switch ups and shit. So something will definitely come out of that over time. I don't you know, who knows how long it could be next week, it could be like fucking in a month, who knows? But something will come out of that thing. Right. And then I'm trying to get the other people's done that like I said, everyone else I'm doing it for there, I believe less experienced than y'all. Um, a little newer to it. That is, it's hard. It's hard work when people, I mean, I've done it before a little bit, you know, people get 
uh, their feelings hurt, you know, if I'll be like, Hey, I don't think that sounds good. Stuff like that. But we'll, I'll try to work with them and hopefully, you know, I get a few more EPs out of the whole idea. You know, they kind of used to bother me whenever I heard that, but like my very first cassette that I sold in school sucks, but there was a nice hook on it. And everybody liked that hook, and that's why it sold tapes. And that's what got me into right. hooks. And I like, love negative criticism. If you can honestly helps. tell me ways that I can improve, I'm going to be focusing more on those things, and then I'm going to be changing those things to make myself improve. Like so how I you were accepted. The how you were saying uh, on the music, uh, the last spinoff. Um, about horrorcore it's like how many times can you rap about slashing people and it's like we talk about that all the time it's like well it always kind of just sounds like okay now we're just killing again we're killing it what's the so <laughs> it got down to the last couple times like well we need a fucking reason that's why it's like all right we're in the mortuary we're not even like you know just if you're in the yeah, mortuary in we'll the mortuary. kill you but like we're not going out we're not out yeah. here but like the you know there's I am death. you know mm. other we try to bring in characters and bring in actual concepts around it instead of just like we're killing again ha 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 we actually had another song called nightmare that was supposed to be on it but uh, jimmy shredder had a kid congratulations yeah congratulations man and good luck with everything definitely hit us up dude when the the kid gets a little i did try to get sir nasty on uh the song glorious the uh the satanic song and i can understand why he didn't want to get on that but i do want to work (laughs) in the future because we have a lot of we, I, I love some of his tracks. I go back to One Way all the time. Yeah, we do not worship like, Satan, by the way. No. <laughs> Satan is just a really worship Satan. It's Halloween. It's Halloween and, exactly. When the summer comes, maybe there'll be things will get a little bit more eclectic. Well, hell yeah. Well, all right, guys, I got to get off here. Skinny's about to be here, and I got fucking dumb adult shit to do, but I appreciate y'all calling in and uh of course you know we'll get y'all on again someday yeah man definitely tell them guys what's up all right good luck with the all right man later hey music is where it's fucking at save my fucking life hey it's like i just want to listen to all types of music i can't tell you how i feel but you can tell us by the songs that i listen to hey that's what i feel like right there I don't have to say any fucking thing. I don't tell you about my shit. Hey, but you hear the music I'm listening to. I'm talking to you. You can hear where I'm at. Like, you can't stop like, oh, people not listening to it. No, somebody's listening to your shit. You're talking to somebody. Your music's reaching somebody. Hey, it's one fucking person. Hey, you're reaching that one fucking person. Hey, get that shit. Keep pushing that shit out. Hey, you get down on yourself. People not gonna like you. Not gonna like this shit. What the fuck ever? Keep pushing. Hey, I'm still alive. Keep fucking pushing. I got room to grow, but in this life, it's who you know. Felt at times my crew would end up viewing at my funeral. I'm pursuing goals, wonder what my future holds. Wanna play a crucial role without stooping to your lows. Keep pushing on, wondering what took so long to wake up from mistakes I made. Not in the place, feel I belong. Been a while since a real smile shone. Finding my zone is the real milestone. Bad hands out to me, only I can rescue me Life wasn't what it's meant to be Don't let it get the best of me I won't accept defeat Flow sick, infect the beat Second question, everything I wrote Before I press delete That's why I spit like bad food Something don't taste right Been in a bad mood Been staying up late nights Avoiding sad news Sleeping through daylight Duquesne light, giving bad news Was a long hard road But I took it 
gone far, but I gotta keep pushing. Knew it from the start, but I gotta keep looking. Know I got the heart, so I gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Yeah, I gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing like baby delivery. So alluring someday, maybe you will all remember me. I'm losing my footing, so I'm just slithering like a centipede. Getting stoned in my hoodie, trying to erase all my memories. Like, fuck how I started out, always took the hard route. I don't get how y'all don't get what's hard about rapping your heart out. And every day, waking up and hoping today's the day. You look online and see your place, no one care what you gotta say, but fuck. It's like I keep pulling hits, but man, I gotta keep pushing like good shopping cart and a kid. You know I said it, bitch, settle in, I let the devil in. I take this negativity like my fucking medicine, like I need it, I crave it, I see it, I save it. I'm both conceited and complacent, that's ironic, or at least adjacent. I wanna be iconic, but I know that I'll hate it. It's that dichotomy, got me smoking chronic, trying to sedate it, but It was a long, hard road, but I took it. Gone far, but I gotta keep pushing. Knew it from the start, but I gotta keep looking. Know I got the heart, so I gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Yeah, I gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Gotta keep pushing. Makes beats. Wow.